0: Welcome to Chaos Theory, Tales Askew. Torment. <laughs> <laughs> <one>. Science fiction. <laughs> Terror. <Best laughs> Suspense. theory, Tales Skew presents part three of the Mythic picks by El Christopher DelGuercio, as presented by the Chaotic Centurion. Phase two, proliferation, or the inevitable meeting of shit and fan. The real carnage kicked off when Jenning Peters, the anchorman of the six o'clock national news, kicked off, right in the middle of his nightly report. I guess some people were tired of hearing all that bad news. That's when the dominoes began to fall. Dirty double-talking politicos, the purebred pouty-mouthed models, pampered prima donna pro-athletes, afternoon soap opera, baddies and bitches, body blue late-night long-dong porn stars, the glitterati, the slim and snotty, Joni and Chachi. Everyone who looked like they had it better, wore it well, or just had more fun than the rest of us got theirs. Word got round that it was open season on the whole wide wild world, and a billion people ran out to get their hunting licenses. They were training their minds on television screens and letting fly with the most primeval ammunition they had inside them, focusing in on every little pixel and filling them with fury. The media dubbed it, Pixicide, based on some Ivy League egghead soundbite about the method by which it was all possible, said egghead was later dispatched of on a primetime discussion forum by a group of viewers who simply loathed the coining of terms. But it was too late. The name stuck. Pixicide was what it was, and no one could change it. No one could stop it. It was a deep, dark shame of masturbatory proportions. Everyone did it, but no one would cop to it, and we came to realize that any lingering conscience that the public might have had was a crumbling dam to the weighty waters of the subconscious. Why, I would never take another human life, no matter how much I wished they would just die, we thought to themselves, but that was just it. Wishing was all it took. The actor who played the obnoxious neighbor on your favorite sitcom convulses in a puddle of blood before your eyes, but there's no guarantee that it was you that did it. Everyone hated that guy. It was probably one of them. It couldn't have been me. I wasn't even hating that hard, you convince yourself. Ah, well, I wonder what else is on. When the entire world is a firing squad, who's to say your gun is the one with the live round? Consciences were clear, and ratings soared. The U.S. National Security Advisor came on one night begging for tolerance and patience in the citizenry. He said that they were working on the problem and making progress. He cautioned that if we all stopped right now, no one would ever need to be prosecuted. He called this a completely unique situation in the annals of mankind. He trumpeted the tenderness of the human spirit and cited the commandments, Love thy neighbor, and thou shalt not kill, yada, yada, yada. Finally, he reminded us all of a God in heaven who was always watching us. Then his chest exploded. The death blow originated from a nine-foot high-definition plasma screen located in the main lodge of the American Atheists' Alliance. I guess some people don't like being watched martial law was declared. The president's State of the Union address was postponed indefinitely, and the strangest thing began to happen. No one wanted to be on television anymore. No one wanted their 15 minutes. Not one person wanted to be a millionaire or marry one, No one wanted to be an idol, an apprentice, or a survivor, and make no mistake about it, fear was definitely a factor. Even the professional actors, the beautiful cattle who craved only the warmth of the spotlight, opted instead for safer professions like night shift cabbing, coal mining, and shark wrangling. The only reason anyone agreed to work on television anymore at all was because network bigwigs started developing picks-aside-safe programming, like the all-mentally-challenged cast of the hit drama, Please Don't Kill Us, We're All Retarded. Or the underground men's favorite, The Naked Ladies Show. Or the other end of the spectrum, the Pixaside friendly smash hit, Do Us a Favor, Dr. Jack's Wild America, made up entirely of volunteer patients from the newly founded Kevorkian Hospice Center. The nightly news was now being commandeered by the cutest group of eight-year-olds ever, stumbling over the names of the newest Eastern European nations and megalomaniacal despots while puppies and kittens frolicked on the news desk beside them. Disney even created some animated characters to safely relay the day's events without bloodshed, but ratings slumped. I guess some people don't like getting their news from a cartoon, which makes the appearance of Ted Koppel's hair that much more perplexing. Nonetheless, as a matter of necessity, personless programming became more and more prevalent. Weather channels with radar views, weekly forecasts, and temperature scrolls dented the Nielsen ratings for the first time, and no one ever seemed to get caught in the rain anymore. Grown men learned to, walk, to cook, watching channels that aired recipes with step-by-step drawings and instructions doled out in a very masculine how-to format. Interactive trivia networks and educational programming boosted the aggregate IQ a few points, and it was almost cool to be smart. Old movies played all the time, 50-, 60-, 70-year-old flicks, even the silence, because everyone in them was already safely dead. Some weary souls even shunned the glass teat altogether and returned to the radio, huddling together with their families nightly, eyelids drawn, their minds' eyes filling in the pictures. And amidst all this upheaval, special bulletins from the government were now frequently being posted in script form rolling across the bottom of our screens. They implored all us good citizens to remain calm and asked us to kindly curb our heathen urges and wanton bloodlusts until a time at which this phenomenon could be controlled. Emails, letters, and even telegrams were sent out by the feds to a concerned nation. Currently working on pixicide problem. Stop. Only a matter of time till we crack it. Stop. We'll soon return country to safety and normalcy. Stop. But who were they talking to? By now, the president hadn't been seen in public for months, and it had been reported that he may not have survived the early stages of the epidemic. So many other rival nations' leaders had gotten the memo about the scourge of the Pixicide too late. The United States of America is setting up new democracies for the long-suffering peoples of whistled the nation's favorite news anchor, Billy. He'd lost one of his front teeth just the night before. His precious new gapped smile secured his job as anchor boy for the foreseeable future, or at least until his face broke out. Understand that for a broadcast journalist in the post-pixicide landscape, your days were numbered the closer you got to puberty, kind of like being in Minuto. In other words... Speculation is running rampant that the entire Pyxicide plague has been orchestrated by the United States to their own end. An international task force has been assembled by the other four permanent nations in the U.N. Security Council to investigate these claims. With political pressure mounting, the U.S. government continues to seek answers that will provide a respite from the slaughter. I'm Billy, and that's the way it is. If you enjoyed this story, you may find more at Chaos Theory Tales Askew, located at www.genspace.com, spelled G-E-N-S-P-A-C-E dot com. Just click the top eyeball. You'll know what I mean.